0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff
1: Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 258. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. Like, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you guys are listening on Spotify, And you're not yet following the Elijah Fire podcast, go ahead and give us a follow. That'll really help us out. Wherever you guys are listening to this in audio form, whatever app you're listening to, make sure to rate the Elijah Fire podcast. That'll also really help us out as well. All right. Um, You know, we're expanding with the the well situation. And uh, we've been talking about a lot of cool places outside of Uganda that we are Drilling Wells because of you guys' donations. Um, We just got a brand spankin' new update from Zimbabwe. So we're gonna play that, very exciting. Let's take a look.
0: Clean water comes to Zimbabwe, Africa.
2: Hi, my name is Dumeza Enindovu. I'm a pastor and a church planter. In 2005, we planted a church at a place called Inyati. And as we were preaching, a witch doctor gave his life to the Lord and that gave birth to the church that we drilled the ball on and this is just something outstanding something that will propel our vision and gospel even further this community as I speak is a different community and will never be the same everyone is talking about it Yesterday, school children came in numbers to witness the drilling. And today, we installed at the pump. We saw the water coming. People are just happy talking about it everywhere. This is something new in this community. They've been traveling like uh, 16 kilometers to get some water. But now, it's a matter of uh, opening the tap. We put the tap for the community and the tap for the church that they'll also grow some vegetables there our community now knows the love of the lord i wanna express my gratitude to steve and elijah stream for the support you are giving to our communities all gifts are valuable but water is life thank you so much may the lord continue to resource you amen
0: would you consider giving towards the drilling of water wells? Donate online, elijahstreamscom slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams. 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321.
1: All right, so some uh, eagle eyed viewers may have noticed on Tuesday or today that it does not say ElijahFire.com slash donate. It says ElijahStreams.com slash donate. That is by design, my friends. Um, so I wanted to give you guys an update on any future donations. Uh, we're going to make them payable to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, not ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, big gaping question for some of you, Jeff. What if I set up regular donations through ElijahFire.com slash donate? Well, I have good news. Nothing new is happening because it's linked to your account, your bank account. Uh, You don't have to worry. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So uh, I'm going to be making announcements over the next couple of weeks just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Even the outro now says ElijahStreams.com slash donate. The donation link in the description wherever you're watching this, all the way down at the bottom. Also. It, it has a direct link to ElijahStreams.com slash donate. So uh, moving forward, it's just easier to, for accounting all that stuff, just to have them all funnel into the same place. So um, Elijah streams.com slash donate is how you donate. You get in on this, uh, these amazing water well efforts that we're doing. Um, and it's good stuff. Easy peasy. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say about ElijahStreams.com slash donate that whole thing can't remember. So it'll come up again. I'm sure. Whatever. Uh, Also, I wanted to remind you guys that this upcoming Monday and Tuesday, which is July 4th, July 3rd and 4th, we will not be having any Elijah fire episodes, nor will we be having any Elijah streams episodes. We're all going to be kicking back four day weekend. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to be out of town. It's going to be great. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, hanging out with family, shooting off some fireworks, eating some barbecue, praise the Lord. God bless America, all that great stuff. So um, I'm sure you guys are as well. Uh, All right. My guest today, we were talking backstage. This is like fresh, you guys. This is going to be like fire from the hip, straight up Holy Spirit guiding this whole episode. And I'm excited. It's going to be great. Uh, My guest today, she's a preacher. She's a singer songwriter. She's also the drummer for the 11th hour program, which many of you guys know and love. Let's give it up for my guest today. Krista J. Baller. Hey. Shalom. Shalom. Double shalom. Shalom. Double shalom. Double live long and prosper.
3: (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's what is that? That's perfect piece.
1: Shalom, Perfect. shalom. There we go. Yeah, see, and that's, for those that don't know, this is actually a Jewish symbol. You know, everybody knows this is the Spock, live long and prosper, the Vulcan, greeting, farewell. Um, but it's actually, Leonard Nimoy was a, a Jewish man and they said, come up with something, come up with something for in the original Star Trek series, come up with something, you know, alien. And he goes, well, what about this? And they're like, yeah, that's great. So it was actually like kind of kind of cool. Kind of cool, huh? Yes. On his way in Jeff there.
3: speaks the truth, by the yeah. way. There we that go. That is a true story. It's been fact checked.
1: There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: well, thank you for having me on. It's yeah. good to be back. I, I told my best friend, I said, I feel like I hadn't been on here in like 50, 11 years. So, I know. <laughs> <laughs> even though I know it was just like probably last month. Yeah, it wasn't I, I that long like ago,
1: but it does feel like it was a while so ago. So much
3: in life has just like happened and I just feel like it just, I don't know. I feel like last month was a hundred years ago. So yeah,
1: well, it was a kind of a busy time for you, you know, the past, you know, month or so plus month plus, but tell us about you had a youth conference called meet me on the rooftop and, um, yeah. it sounds like it was pretty legit. So tell us about that a little bit
3: too legit too legit legit to quit it was awesome (laughs) the youth conference meet me on the rooftop 2023 was absolutely just exceeding abundant above and beyond all that we could ask or think um we kicked it off that friday night on june 2nd with dean sykes from you matter and if you've never listened to dean sykes minister go and look him up and go watch his program it just phenomenal um so anointed i mean it it felt like i was looking down at at those youth and everybody being prayed for and i was like this feels like the 90s like this feels like what i grew up in it was just i mean the spirit just broke out and of course he knows he's welcome there but uh then that morning um I spoke and we broke down some barriers. That's what the Lord had. That was the theme of that morning was breaking down barriers. Mm. And then uh, that Saturday night, we had Krista Elisha there, which she was awesome. I mean, the anointing was just so present. And I got to just build such a beautiful friendship with her. And, uh, but then we had this dude sitting in a video that night and, um, he hosts the show called Elijah Fire wow. and yeah, and <laughs> it was, it was legit. And so thank you so much for being a part of the conference lives were changed and it's still going. Awesome. Um, I think even in the kids' church, uh, the kids had a, a conference at the same time. There were salvations. Uh, their kids get saying the sinner's prayer for the first time. The awesome. youth getting delivered from uh, given, getting, getting delivered from suicide, getting delivered from uh, broken hearts. I, mm. I mean, just
1: it, a big one.
3: Everything that that this generation is dealing with, I saw at that that weekend and so it was so powerful so successful that next year in june we will be having meet me on the rooftop 2020
1: oh snap krista
3: it's gonna be awesome so i wish i had my rally towel we had like this siren and every time the siren would go off all the youth had this rally towel and they would like throw it up in the air And so if I'd have known you were going to bring it up, I'd have brought it. What is
1: a rally towel? Is it just a towel or is it?
3: Yeah. So, you know, they're like towels that are like this big, about as big as this frame right here. And so it's just enough. You know, it's like a, it's a preacher towel, you know, you wipe the sweat off your forehead, but they like, they use it as like a hot thing, you know, and they'll just put it up in the air and it's awesome. I'll send you one, Jeff. No, I know. uh, Like,
1: I I just looked it up. I know what they are. I just, I, I. for some reason, I just never drew the like that. It was like yeah. a yeah. What is to rally everybody together? I love it's it. It's
3: awesome. So it it was it. an absolute success, and I am so pumped for next year. It's gonna be awesome. Well,
1: it just looked like I mean, it was really. I mean, kudos to you and your team for. I mean, I I was able to watch some of the live stream, uh and it just was really well put together. And you know, I gotta say something. Like I think. I think that's really, really important. Visual representation is very important. And I think that for a long time in the church, there are a lot of people in our generation and younger who really, really care. And I'm not saying that it's isolated to to our generations. It's definitely not. Uh, So nobody get upset saying, what about Gen X or what about us? Um, But really caring about visual representation. And I think visuals are very, they are important as somebody who's, visually motivated. Um they are very important. And and obviously the message is important, but a lot of times visuals, especially with younger individuals, it will draw them into the message. Absolutely. Important thing. But having like it's like putting a bunch of flashy neon site sign, site sign, signs in a dark, dark, desolate place. People will go, whoa, what's that over there? You know? And um and so like I, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Like Vegas, but like godly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the same idea where it's like this oh it, almost like an oasis in a desert kind of an anal- analogy. Yeah. But, um, I do think that visuals are really important. Um, because you know, for a long time, I heard, Oh, well, we don't have to visuals don't matter, it's the message, and let's just get the message out. Well, I have witnessed many times the message not even get heard because people judge the book by its cover and they're like, ah, this looks like cheesy or this looks like whatever. And so I just wanted to commend you guys on, I could tell a lot of work went into it, into the presentation, but the fruit is there as well. It's not just flash for the sake of flash. It was boom. It it was engaging. And then all of a sudden I could, I mean, immediately, I could sense just like God's anointing on that whole conference. So praise God. Yeah. yeah
3: I I mean, I gotta give it give a shout out to everybody that played a part in making that conference happen. I I definitely could not, you know, I guess the my one of my favorite phrases is um I could do it without you, but I don't want to. Mm. And so cause we can do all things through christ but i don't want to do it without my team and this that team was just absolutely from the sound the lights to the people who volunteered to check bags to put wristbands on people to serve coffee i mean or just pass out offering envelopes um, i mean just an outstanding team and i couldn't have asked for anybody else so shout out to all of you at yeah. church international for helping make that event a success and let's let's do it again next year
1: yeah and eve in the comments is saying best youth conference i've ever been to or watched
3: come on ever
1: and also she pointed out something else that we were joking about um and illumination and I were joking about but she noticed that we had krista both krista's and then we also had christina baker and the three of you guys kind of make up our christmas special so we had christmas part one and two and then we have christina miss we started uh this <laughs> last year as well and um and it almost was christa christmas in july it almost was man was right on the we were like oh that so would that
3: would have rocked
1: we're ushering in the whole christmas in july thing that's so, right
3: you know that's right we're this is just the the pre-party right oh, and we
1: have a guy named chris on tomorrow so it's just like chris chris This is your
3: Independence Day party. There we go. Right here. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Which I will also be celebrating the 4th of July, which, by the way, the 11th hour falls on the 4th of July. And we will be having an 11th hour because my dad is not going. To miss the opportunity, yeah, I, I, to the would, I would on expect the 4th of nothing July.
1: less from your dad. Yeah, that's I mean, it. my it's Bible
3: like... even has the American flag on it. So, oh,
1: there it is. God
3: bless America. God bless Hallelujah. America. Praise God. Oh, yes.
1: God. Yeah. Come well, on now.
3: Jeff, usher us into to what the, the Lord wants us to, to do today.
1: So, it's going to be specifically about it's interesting. I asked you backstage, what's the Lord been speaking to you a lot about? And you shared, and I had something that I really feel like they really tie nicely together. Um, and it's the whole idea of judgment and criticism, and the call to unity as well. Um, which you guys know, I've been talking a lot about unity basically since the beginning of Elijah Fire, uh, and I will not cease. Thank you very much. So, Krista, what specifically about judgment and criticism? What has the Lord been speaking to you about in regards to that?
3: Well. You know, there are some, there's some messages that just, it's unfortunate that they have to be preached over and over again. Uh, I mean, it just really is. You know, they asked uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin one time, they said, when are you going to move on from Mark 11, 23, 24? And he said, well, when we get it, we'll move on. He was like, when we finally get it, that was his whole mandate was Mark 11, 23, 24. And anybody who has grown up in the word of faith, anybody who has listened to a word of faith message, you're going to run into Mark 11, 23, 24. And but that was he got that revelation and he said, well, when we get this, we will move on. Hmm. You know, there we're still that's the beauty about God's word is you could actually take one page of the scripture take one page and in some in some countries there are people that only have two or three pages of the bible and that's what they've been reading and they have a beautiful relationship with god just off of those two three pages mm-hmm. why because there are so much packed there's so much packed in every single one of these pages that you can take one chapter and honestly live off of it for the rest oh, of your life. easy and, and the lord will and the lord honors that with people yeah. in those countries that can't they can't get anymore he's like well you know what i want to show myself to you through that chapter or through these pages. You and I are so blessed and it's amazing that it's the 4th of July weekend coming up or Independence Day weekend that we are so blessed and privileged that we have the entire book. And we're, we're so blessed and privileged to live in this country that I've got it on my phone. I've got every translation on my phone. I've got this. I've got all the translations in a physical copy. You can get it on your computer. You can get it on your iPad. You can go on your smart TV and go on YouTube and find something that plays the Bible all night long. Like, we honest to God, Jeff, have no excuse in this country to not pick up God's word mm-hmm. We just we have no excuse to to live without it. So this weekend, if you're a believer and you're celebrating Independence Day, also celebrate the freedom that those men and women fought for so that you can have God's word and that you can live in a country that we can worship freely. And that that we can absolutely live our lives for God with no restrictions and, and we can do what he's called us to do. That, my friends, is the American dream, mm. is living and doing what God wants us to do. Yeah, now, that on. wasn't a part of our message today, but that didn't cost you anything. And that was a good <laughs> free you
1: guys. Process. It was and you know what?
3: We just got off the exit right there. And now we're just going to get right back on. That's right, so that's the Lord just wanted you to take the scenic route for just a minute. Yeah. But that being said, there's a part in the scripture. And it's, it's, the, it's actually in the chapter that we quote over our giving, over our offering constantly. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Those of you that watch have ever seen me do the offering. You have heard that scripture, and you should know it by now. And But if we back it up, you know, a lot of people just want to read what they want to read out of the Bible. And everybody reads that one scripture, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're getting rich because we're going (laughs) to give going to be given back to us this much and that's all they read about it that's all they read in that chapter well you need to find out anytime you read the scripture you need to find out what goes in front of that scripture and what goes after it Mm -hmm. because it all comes together in unity it all comes together and it all flows together well if you back that up he's still talking about seed plant harvest because Jesus's doctrine was seed plant harvest they he said it says that his doctrine he said a sower went out to sow
0: thanks for listening the elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner visit elijahfire.com slash give
3: and he began to talk about it it's because seed plant harvest will never cease we rise every day sowing seed. We go to bed every night sowing seed. We are, a man is constantly sowing a seed because, I mean, you and I were seeds. We got planted and now we grew up. And so we're, we're constantly sowing seeds. And if you back it up, he actually tells you how to prosper, not just in finances, but in all areas of life. And so when you back it up, he says something like, imagine this. This is in the Bible. I want you to get your catchers out and listen. He says, judge not and you will not be judged. You're like, well, that's in the Bible? <laughs> yeah, it's in the Bible and it's right here.
1: Hate to break but it I, to you.
3: <laughs> but I was reading the Passion Translation, which is why I said we have access to other translations the passion translation in Luke 6 37 it says forsake the habit of criticizing and judging others and you will not be criticized and judged in return but that first line stuck out to me said forsake the habit of criticizing and judging others so i i went to look up the definition of forsake and it means to abandon it says abandon someone or something and of course we we read in the scripture where it says he will never leave us or forsake us which means he will never abandon us but in this he's saying abandon the habit of judging And criticizing others. Another definition means to renounce or give up. It says, he says right here in the Passion Translation, he says, forsake the habit of judging and criticizing others. Forsake, give it up, abandon it, renounce it. Why? Why is this a habit in the Mm. body of Christ? I'm not talking to worldly people, and I'm not talking to to sinners, as people call them. I'm not talking to sinners, and I mean sinners as in don't believe in Jesus. Because sinners and worldly people are going to do what sinners and worldly people do. They're they're going to constantly go the way of the world. I'm talking to believers. I'm talking to people that consider themselves and claim to be a Christian, Christ-like to be a follower of Jesus, if this was not a habit, why did he say forsake the habit of criticizing and judging others? And we go around and we constantly wonder, why is somebody criticizing me? Why is somebody judging me? Why do they say these things about me? Well, are you judging and criticizing others? Somewhere you need to step back and check yourself because you're like, where have I criticized and judged others. Now, there is there is parts of the scripture where he says that people will curse you and people will judge you and criticize you for my sake. He said because they didn't like me, they're not going to like you. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people coming against you for his sake cuz he said that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Right. But I'm talking about seeing somebody in the church You know, I was telling the youth this the other night, and I was telling them that, you know, we've been talking about this Jesus revolution that's coming. And times are only getting more wild. They're just going to get wilder. Mm -hmm. Like I said backstage, there's good days coming for the church if we continue to press in. There's great times coming for us, but the world is only getting darker. And why? Because that's what this book says. It says that the world is only going to get darker, and which means there are going to be people that are running to the church for an escape from those dark times. Well, these are people coming out of the dark world who have been pulled into the dark world and who have lived in the dark world and who have participated in the dark world. Well, when they decide, I, I've, I've been blinded. I'm trapped. I, I need to get out of this. I'm in bondage and I want free. The only place that preaches freedom is the church. So guess where they're going to run. And when they run in, they may not look like you think that, that they should look. And they might they might be a little wild looking. They may be a little out there. They may be a little out there acting. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you're not used to. But when they come in, we've got to be the ones that say, you know what, you've got to recognize first and foremost, you've got to recognize that these people are crying out for deliverance and they're crying out for freedom. You don't immediately have to, when they come in, be like, okay, I respect the fact that you are wanting to get right with God and brother or sister, I am with you on this. I will pray for you in the altar. And then you, you lay your hands on them. Y'all weep together. You cry together. And then the minute they get back to their seat, you say, okay, now listen, this is what you need to do. If you want to move forward with God, this is what you need to do. You need to, now brother, you need to quit smoking. You just need to, you need to quit them cigarettes because yeah. you ain't going to get right with God. You ain't going to go much further. Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
1: let me tell you them. everything you're doing wrong.
3: Right. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. I'm not sitting here condoning sure. cigarettes, right. but I'm telling you, there's people that do it. <laughs> there's mm-hmm. people that do it and uh, get this. They still serve God. They still serve God, but that's a flesh addiction. They're, they're addicted to their flesh. Now, mm-hmm. if they want to get free and they push him with God, guess what? They will get free. Mm-hmm. They will. But some people actually don't want to get free. They don't want to, and you can't make them. But what right. you can do is pray for them. You can pray for them and just pray, you know, God, uh, if they have a desire to get free of this then Lord, I pray that the perfect laborer come across their path or that they are able to get free. Now, I don't know why I use the analogy of cigarettes. Maybe somebody's watching right now that (laughs) needed that analogy. I don't know why. But if somebody comes in straight from a bar and they smell like alcohol, you're not going, let them come to the altar and spend time with God. Let them come. Don't don't immediately be like. Now we sell some shirts in the coffee shop, and um, I got some body spray, and we got some deodorant in the little gift baskets in the bathroom. And so you need to go in there. I I got some mouthwash. You can wash your mouth out. You know what? Just come, mm-hmm. come to the altar, smelling like beer and all. Dive into the altar if you want to get free, my brothers and sisters. This attitude will not win anyone it will not win a soul and that is why jesus said forsake the habit of doing this and we have the christians and and the church and i'm a christian i'm in the church we seem to have this habit of judging and criticizing others just because maybe They do something just a tad bit different than we do it. They do something just, they look just a little bit different. It ain't the way that I was raised in church. It ain't the way that you was raised in church. And we have just a little bit of criticism on the inside of us. But that little bit of criticism is causing you and I not to prosper. That little bit of judgment Mm -hmm. is causing (laughs) you and I to not prosper. And I ain't talking about, I'm not talking about financially. Prosperity is more than financial. It's mental health. Mm -hmm. It's physical health. It's spiritual health. Prosperity is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's a way of living. And you have to abandon, renounce, give up this habit of this. I mean, for if you love God, for the love of God, give it up. Hmm. Give it up, if you want to see your life move forward and you want to reach anybody. Hmm. And so you, you, you go in. Cause I got more. So just jump in. Yeah.
1: Um, like this I've been.
3: Tough talk Thursday. Tough talk Thursday.
1: Tough talk Thursday. There we go. Um, yeah, I, I've been in a lot of situations where people have confessed things to me and Pretty wild things. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time in YWAM, I discipled a lot of people. And, you know, when you, you're you out on the mission field and, and things get intense and people, you know, like they start just opening up and, and um i there's never been one time where I was like, dude, oh my gosh. You know, when somebody confesses something to yeah. me, I know what the blood of Jesus can do. I know right. what it what that facilitates in us. I know that we're new creations in Christ. And I will admit that my revelation of exactly what that means is greater today than it was 10 years ago. And that's good. Yeah. But um, that's part of the fun of walking with the Lord is that greater revelation, greater, g- greater revelation of his love, greater revelation of just how free we are. Um, yeah. And uh, but I I knew like even back then when people would confess things to me, um, that there was never judgment. There was never I knew what the blood of Jesus did, and um, you know, a lot of that. You know, man, I just my thoughts are all over the place. But oh, I know mine uh, too. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm I'm very passionate about this too, and I think one of the things that hasn't helped Krista is like social media for one and us like looking at everything from the outside in. Yeah. And it, your perspective changes a lot when you're looking face to face in front of somebody in the flesh. Right. Um, cause if you're, if your hearts, if your heart's posture is pleasing the Lord and serving him, man, he just shows up in those times. And it's just like, you get so filled with love and compassion towards yeah. people yeah. because you want them to be free. And I've found mm-hmm. that if mm-hmm. I have distanced myself from any kind of um, if I'm if I've been on the outside looking in for too long, um, that's when that's when if you're not careful, judgment can start to seep in because you're judging right. everybody's actions when you're removed from them. And unfortunately, we have this kind of lifestyle presented to us uh in society of like gossip columns and and all these things we see all these news articles show up in our feeds everybody's giving their opinions about everything um and then suddenly people are experts about everything and they know what it's like to battle suicidal thoughts and so they think that this person's actions are inappropriate because yada 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 and we see all of it we're so inundated with stuff and that's why it's so important to engage with people in the flesh, and look—if you have an online ministry like I do, you know sometimes you're talking to people; they write you, and you're talking to people halfway across the world. Uh, but I think the principle is still the same: if you're actively engaging with people, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's so important is is getting of getting up off of our our rears and going and actually engaging with people. And and when right. you're engaging with people, um, you're engaging with the world, or you're engaging with believers who maybe you're going through a rough time um, and are really battling with something and they feel a lot of shame because of it. When you're engaging and you're actively engaging with people, the compassion of the Lord overtakes you, especially if your heart's posture is to serve and please the Lord. It's just, it happens, you know? Um, Yeah. So
3: no, you're, you're right. And you know, and I'm just going to give some, some personal examples here. And so like, at Church International, we, we, have, we have people from all over. We have, we have people from all across the country. We have people from different parts of the country. We have people from South Africa. We have people from Sweden. We have people that come. We have somebody from Russia. We nice. have, you know, I mean, we have yeah. all kinds of kinds. And, and especially all across the United States. Well, okay. I'm just going to give you some examples. We got people on staff at church and they'll probably see this and they know I love them. And we've all talked about this before, but we've got people obviously from Alabama and we're Southern through and through. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we've got the Southern hospitality, you know, where we're yes, ma'am, no ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. You know why don't you come on in fix you something to eat how's your mom and them you know where <laughs> that's just the way we were raised uh-huh. we go to church every sunday and you know that's why i hear you kind of have to you have to build your own relationship with god because going to church is just a part of the way you were raised doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean you have a relationship with him that's just what you did you went to yeah. church on sunday because you was a dog sinner if you didn't and so <laughs> We so we this is a lot of us here. Mm-hmm. Well, then, as the church started growing, we have people coming from New York. well, New York is well they're 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 as passionate as Southern people, but they're a lot louder when they <laughs> do it, and they're a lot they're they're very abrupt. Like you know, matter of fact, I mean, you know, you you've seen New York taxi cab drivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody cut them off, and here they go. They yeah. open their mouth, and but you know, I met this one lady one time from New York when we were there, and she said, she said, I have the mouth of a sailor but the heart of a saint. You <laughs> know, and so that's just their personality. But uh-huh. then you got people from California. Well, California is a completely different culture too. And when you start getting all of these people together, there are so many different, like there's so many different ideas. Number one, there's so many different, you know, there's people that come to the South and they say words that they said out there just in regular conversation. And they'll say them to a Southern person, they'll be like, Whoa, man, watch your mouth. Like, and it's, and like, uh, according to them, like, and they're like, oh my gosh, what did I say? You know, you know, but that's just the difference in the way mm-hmm. we were raised. And we've experienced a lot of cultural differences. Mm, sure. We've experienced a lot of clashing between personalities, but we all had to find our one common ground together, and that was our love for one person. And that was our heart for one person. And that was our heart to serve one person and to get this message out. And once we all came together in unity, like you talk about, once we came together, well, that fixed a lot of issues. But so are I was telling the youth the other night, and the reason I keep saying that is because we had a big discussion about all of this. And I told them, I said, you're about to experience youth that were raised totally different than you. I was like youth that were that were brought up in a household completely different, brought up in a church completely different, and just because they don't do something a certain way that you do does not mean that they're wrong. And it doesn't mean that they're going to hell. And it doesn't mean that they're sinning and it doesn't mean that you love God more than they do. Mm -hmm. It just means that you're just different. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of that is, and we've talked about this before, is God uses these different people and he uses their different personalities. Southern people, we can get offended so easily because we're so overly nice to people and so overly friendly that when we encounter you know we encounter people from the midwest from the north and and we're like and they say something to us and they have no malice in their heart whatsoever but they say something to us and we're like i'm so sorry <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it and, and <laughs> i didn't mean to, to hurt your feelings or and we overthink things like crazy too but it's just cultural differences well i say all this to say you're about to encounter people who have no concept of what you're even talking about when it comes to the way you were raised in your beliefs, in your religion, all this. You're you're about to encounter people that go, what are you talking about? Hmm. Like, okay, so I was born and raised in the church. I mean, born and raised. Like, I was born on a Tuesday. Imagine that. Born on a Tuesday. And that following Sunday, I went to church. They took me to church and i've never left i mean i've just always been there Mm -hmm. and i can't expect well my my okay my fiance has only been living for the lord eight years eight years and now he's on fire and passionate for god and if Mm -hmm. anybody knows him they know that that is the truth.
0: Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today.
3: And he, And he came into it. He had no religion whatsoever. I mean, I'm talking like none because he didn't really know anything about God. He knew about Jesus. He knew that there was a God and all this, but he didn't live for him and he didn't know how to do things. Yeah, I still find myself being challenged to this day because I'm like, okay, I was raised that when somebody gives a message out in tongues, you just stop everything you're doing. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, I, I'm so reverent when it comes to that. And I'm I'm not saying that's not making me sound better than anybody. It's just somebody starts giving out a message. I'm like, you know, immediately. Well, I remember one time uh, Austin looked up and I, or I just kind of opened my eye like this. I don't know why I did that, but I opened my eyes and he's just standing there looking around. I got so mad at him.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I would have, have totally done the same thing as Austin. So, yeah. But
3: I got so mad because yeah. I was like, "Put your head down." It's like, "Bow your head, you be reverent." And he was like, "Well, I want to I want to see who's saying it. I want to hear what's going on. I want to look around." And I was like, "You don't do that. You bow your head. You do it Now, this was before we we got engaged. This was a mm-hmm. long time ago, and I was just like, "You don't do that." And then I had to check myself because that was religion coming out in mm-hmm. me because I was like, just because he has his eyes open and he's looking around does not mean he's not being reverent to the spirit. Now, if I had have looked over and he had have been texting somebody or something, now I might have just reached over and took his phone away for, sure. like, you know, that's totally different. But just a simple difference in that, I was judging him mm. for not being reverent. And he was, it, he had no disrespect in his heart whatsoever. He was honestly just looking. He wanted to see who was giving the message out and really pay attention to what was being said. And so I had to check myself, I had to get rid of that. Mm. It's little things like that. You know, I was telling the youth about tattoos. I was like, for the love, people, drop the tattoo argument. Just drop it. You're not changing it. You never have in the past, right. and you're not going to change it in the future. Right. Drop it. Yeah. I mean, who, is, you know, I've always told people this, if it's wrong, you know, tattoos are considered a scar basically on your body because they scar your body and they mm-hmm. they mark it. And I said, if they're wrong, then won't when we get to heaven, won't they just disappear? Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're a scar. I was like, and then we'll find out then, won't we? Yep. And I was like, but you can't judge me by my tattoos right. that I don't have a heart for God. Right. That you love God and that you're closer to God than right. I am oh, yeah. just because you don't have them. But I do. I don't judge you for not having them. You don't judge me for having them. We, we've got to find just like what I was talking about with our team, where we had to find that common goal and, our, and the one thing we had in common. If we've got anything in common, we've got our love for Jesus in common. And isn't that enough? That's enough to drop the judgment, to drop the criticism. As long as we're preaching the same gospel. Uh-huh. What gospel? It, I'm not talking about a denominational gospel. I'm talking about that Jesus was born of the Virgin and that he was born and that he grew up the spotless, sinless Lamb of God. He died on the cross for our sins. He went into hell for three days and nights and then he rose from the dead and he's coming back again. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Yeah. That, that's enough for us to find a common ground to stop the judgment and the arguments with each other.
1: Yeah, come on. And there's a great, there's a great meme. I love it. I have it saved to my phone, but it was easier to look up. And it's G this like picture of Jesus. And he's talking to a crowd and he says, love everyone, no matter what. And then someone says, what if they have tattoos? And he goes, yes. Even if they ask
3: stupid questions. (laughs) Even if they ask stupid questions. I love it. Love it. It's so true. And I'm like, I mean, uh, somebody honestly told me one time that I went into the hospital because I let the devil in by having tattoos. Goodness, and and gracious. I, yeah, and I told I told the youth the other night. I said, "Okay." I said, "Well, answer me this." I said, "If I let," I said, "If the devil," I said, "Was if I was trapped by the devil in there, which he did do that to me. God did not do that to me. Let me yeah, preface uh, absolutely, that. yeah, but." if that was the case and i was in there because i loved the devil and that i that i worshiped him then why why did i see angels everywhere why did on the last night before i got out why did that bright white light shine out of that bathroom in that hospital room and the lord told me he said i'm coming to break you out of prison if if I, if this was because I love the devil, why did these things happen? Why did I see God? Why did the angel come to break me out? Because I was being held illegally in there by the devil. But it wasn't because I've told the reason why I got in there. I told the seed that I sowed. I didn't eat. I wouldn't eat. I was too skinny and everybody told me to eat. And that's what the doctor ended up chalking it up to be. But he said nothing. He didn't say, Christy, your lung collapsed because you have four tattoos. You're, this happened to you because you got a tattoo, and that is a sin. And that that is of the devil. Yeah. He he didn't say. Now, they did tell me to take my piercings out for surgery, but that's because they could burn my skin. <laughs> it's not because they yeah, said. Yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. that. It's not because they said, you are a devil worshiper, and we have got to get rid of these. And um, they made me take my bracelets off, too, people. I mean, it, this is enough is enough. You've been yeah. trying, to, you've been barking up this tree, as they say in the South, or they may say it other places. You've been beating this dead horse constantly about these tattoos and all this. Give it up, forsake it, abandon it, renounce it. I, it don't matter. Okay. The whole, then you've got the whole women wearing pants. It's like women are not supposed to wear pants. That's
1: a pant. thing Th- Like people getting upset about that. That's a oh, thing. Oh
3: Yes. Yes. People still, women, like guys, yes. it's not the
1: 1800s. Calm down. <laughs> That's the
3: point. That's what I'm trying to get across. <laughs> the makeup is still a thing. Let me tell you something. I like myself better with makeup than without it. <laughs> I, I'm not coming on this broadcast without it. I'm just not. Now, if you want to, you go right ahead. You you just go right ahead and go on it. But I'm not.
1: I'm not going to come on this broadcast without my makeup either, Krista. See? And that's not a joke that I'm actually wearing makeup right now. So
3: I remember one time yeah. you guys posted a reel. Of of me, and I did not look at these comments on purpose. I went to scroll up like that, and when it did, I guess I hit the little bubble on the side of Instagram, and there were these two comments. And the girl said, "Scary hair, scary makeup," and then the second one was, "You look high." And I was like, "Maybe I am." No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't. Maybe I'm high on was, the
1: Holy Ghost. Did you ever I think was about like, that? "Yeah."
3: That's that's what I'm talking about, people. Yeah. That lady don't know me. My eyes have never been like I have slanted eyes. Like that's the shape of my eyes. Mm -hmm. I would have to do like this. And then people
1: would be really scared. People
3: would be really (laughs) scared. They'd be like,
1: what's
3: wrong with you?
1: What is wrong with your eyes?
3: My dad has eyes like that. My sister has eyes like that. We're just you know, it doesn't mean this we're hot. It's it just, just the it way be. maybe we're tired. I don't yeah. know. But it, people, you see, we're laughing because of how ridiculous this is. Mm-hmm. But the sad thing is, is that Christian people are doing this every single day. You know what? If a praise and worship leader wants to get up on stage in skinny jeans, give it up. Give yeah. it up, quit making fun of people in the way they dress. I mean, f- for the love. Now, if they get up there with no clothes on and they that's get a up there conversation, like, that, yeah, that's a way different conversation. Yeah. If they get up there like they're going to the club, then that's also a different conversation. But if they're wearing a flannel and skinny jeans and Converse or Vans, what does it matter?
1: yeah if, they're if you're more uncle- distracted by that than than what's coming out of their mouth especially if they're exactly. spirit filled
3: exactly it's a
1: you problem congratulations it's a check you problem
3: Check yeah and check your heart it's yeah. that i I didn't like that when they started that mess about it and you know somebody asked me the other day they said uh uh they said is your is your dad um did your dad get a different color trench coat for for your wedding and i looked and i said no black will be just fine yeah and and they said well i was just wondering and i said that's enough and i just straight up told them i said that's enough
1: look i i like i think black is awesome all right black
3: is awesome it's
1: classic it's exactly. awesome it doesn't it's classy, mean... not
3: trashy
1: yeah it's classy not trashy So
3: that's actually my friend group of girls. We're called the classy, not trashy girls. So, but you know, people, this is, like I said, we laugh about it because it's ridiculous. And if you're laughing about it, about how ridiculous this is, then that means every time that that comes out of your mouth towards somebody, you're being ridiculous. And this is, like I said, this is hashtag tough talk Thursday. Yeah. Get over it.
1: Yeah. I, man, I really, really walked through this whole thing. Like last summer, God really walked me through a lot of this. Cause, um, you know, when, you know how it is when you're out in the public eye, people have opinions and, oh, yeah. you know, and so I was really like struggling with it. Cause I was just like, my heart is pure. Like I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to like rub people the wrong way. I mean, right. unless it's something that I think is worth saying, then I don't care. But, um, but in terms of just my everyday life, you know, and it's just like people, people, uh, have opinions suddenly about every little aspect of your life when you're out there in the, and, and it it, it was, it was interesting because it was God directed me to Romans and it was all about, um, you know, Paul's like, I, my freedom is not dictated by someone else's weaker conscience. Mm-hmm. But then he flips it around and he's like, but at the same time, I'm willing to lay that down so that my brother doesn't stumble so that I can, I can um, connect with him and I can, yeah. but so it's, that applies to every single person that doesn't just apply to me as the person on the platform or use the person on the platform that applies to every single person, including the people with weaker consciences. Yeah. So yeah. On principle, I mean, for me, it's more about, Hey, what are the areas that I have a conviction about to to withhold and not, you know, put out, you know, in the open? And then everything else is just I don't I don't have a conviction about it. I don't have a problem saying it on air. Um, the same applies to the person that gets offended by, you know, something that isn't. You know, I'm not sitting here being really like, oh yeah, was like reading Harry Potter and you know, I was like doing all this like crazy stuff, you know, like, like I'm not, it's nothing like that. It's really innocent stuff, but they just have an issue with it. And yeah, I think the important thing is like work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Yes. At the, at the same time, me being sensitive to the areas where like making sure pride isn't taking root, making sure that I am hearing the Holy spirit and not just saying something because I'm like, Ah, uh, this is gonna upset people, and it'll be fun. Well, you're instantly doing it for the wrong reasons then, right you know? exactly. um, you know, and I think that um, i I care very deeply about not making sure that I'm being sensitive to conscious conscious of weaker consciences right but at the same time, I'm not letting it rule my life. I'm gonna be honest. a lot of times people, if they do write and there is something like I don't like you said that. I'm like, like, well, this is, this is a very trivial thing that you're bringing up. And the fact that you cared more about writing me about this than you did about what we were talking exactly. about, was a very serious thing, Yeah, you know, um, you know, it's just, uh, at that point, it's like, we just really need to check our hearts and why we're yeah. doing certain things, you know, um, cause it's, yeah, I, I just think, um, it's a group effort, this unit thing.
3: It is. And, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying this, please, nobody watching get the idea that, oh, Chris has got this in the bag. Like she's got this figured out and she don't ever judge anybody. Let me tell you something. I'm I'm sure that that there are times and I check myself, you know, when I see a girl who her daddy should have whooped her butt before she walked out of the house dressed like that and said, yeah. uh-uh, you going up and changing. You know, yeah, that that's me judging somebody I don't even know. But at the same time, I mean, I do think she probably should have, you know, wore a little bit longer shorts or something like that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I'm like, okay, Krista, where where do you draw the line? Where, where, is, where is the line? And I, I think where it is is if I see a young girl like that, I look through and I say, okay, Krista, where where go past this judgment, go past this, go past this criticism, because you're obviously criticizing her. Mm-hmm. Now is she in is she in the right? Am I condoning that? No. But go past the criticism and st- and find it in your heart, and then all of a sudden I begin to feel this sense of compassion towards mm-hmm. her, like That's good. she is one beautiful young girl, and God has a big future for her, and a plan for her, because He has hope, and a future, and a plan, and expected in for every single one of us, and I don't want somebody living in the world who has no concept of Jesus to take advantage of this young girl and to treat her like she's just an object or an item. And it's almost this, like the anger of God, the driving passion to deliver her. Like, honey, let me sit you down and tell you how beautiful you are and how priceless you are and how, you know, you need to see yourself that way because all that young girls like that are doing, and I know some women, they feel the exact same way. They've done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what young women like that are doing. They are crying and screaming out for attention. Oh, absolutely. That it is radiating off of them. And if they can, you need to pray for young women like them instead of criticizing and judging them. Pray that somebody comes across their path to show them their worth yeah. and to show them their worth in Jesus. And maybe it's, it's like, you. Yeah. And it could be you, because obviously they're on your heart if you're Mm -hmm. constantly criticizing them and judging them. And that's with all kinds of cons, my friend. Mm -hmm. And, And we judge people by their looks. We judge them by, you know, maybe, you know, I've got friends with long hair. I've got friends with short hair. I've got friends with colorful hair. I've got friends with pink hair. I've got friends with orange hair. I mean, you know, we. if I was to walk up to them and judge them by their looks and criticize them by their looks, just because they prefer to wear their hair short instead of long, how do I ever expect to show the love of God. The scripture does not say it is the judgment, the accusation, the criticism of God that leads men under repentance. It says it's the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. And it also in another translation says, it's the kindness of God Mm -hmm. that draws men unto repentance. And the Lord told me this the other day. And some, I heard that somebody was bashing this other person and, oh, it just, it just scratched on the inside of me because i thought how dare you Mm -hmm. how dare you do this like you don't know that person and you don't know where where they come from and also i thought okay where do you draw the line at who is who is past your judgment and who is not where do you draw the line that somebody lives for god more than this person Hmm. where where's that line at because okay you think that somebody else with tattoos is going to hell but you don't think i am yeah where where's the line yeah Where, where where do you draw that line and the lord spoke to me and this came up in my spirit and i said i am glad that you were not one of the ones out there that day or you were not the one that came up when they caught the woman in the act of adultery and they threw her out into the middle of the crowd. I, I told the youth this point blank. I said it didn't say that they found a woman who had committed adultery and drug her out. It said that they caught her in the act. Mm-hmm. You can use your imagination. Yep, yep, Figure out the way she. I'm was so dressed. glad
1: you're bringing this up. If, yeah, <laughs> if
0: she was dressed at all. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire Podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com/slash/give.
3: They caught her in the act of adultery. How did they find her? Up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. How did they find her? But they drug her out immediately. And they took her out and they threw her down. The religious people, the church, the people who claim to know God Mm -hmm. threw her out there and was about to stone her, stone her to death. I'm not talking about taking just little bitty pebbles in a brook and just throwing them. I'm talking about stones probably this big or bigger. And it is a proven fact that that is one of the most painful ways to die people said that that is absolutely awful because you're just basically beaten to death it's a
1: a slower death yeah Yeah.
3: it's a a way slower death and that's what they were about to do to this woman Mm -hmm. in the way that she dressed and guess what they were all staring at her every single one of them was Uh looking at her but then one man walked up and he looked and he saw her too but then he looked around with uh, around at everybody, but he didn't see her with the eyes of judgment and he didn't see her with the eyes of criticism and he didn't see her with the eyes of accusation. He saw her with the eyes of compassion. He saw her with the eyes of love and he looked around and he said, in, in my words, he said, all right, whoever hadn't committed a sin, go ahead, take the first shot. Take the first shot at her and knowing good and well it was him knowing good and well he was the man and he didn't pick up one stone instead he wrote in the sand they all went home and he raised that woman back up he was like what i was saying about that girl he saw the pricelessness of that woman and he said woman yeah this isn't in the scripture but this is krista's words He he basically said in the little phrases that he told her, he said, woman, you are priceless. You have hope. You have a future. You are loved. And there will come across your path one day somebody who will love you and somebody who will treat you with respect. And you need to see yourself the way that God created you to be. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to raise you up. Now go and sin no more. Mm. And that's the way he treated her. He didn't throw a stone at her and he didn't yell at her. He didn't scream at her. He didn't say, how dare you do this? He just said, go and sin no more. And it was that compassion and that love that changed that woman's life forever.
1: Mm. Man, something else that I just feel burning in my spirit. And I'm not quite sure how this is going to come out. But um, is the whole idea that we've really put on women over the years in the church of making them feel like they're the reason why men sin and Ooh. um oh man i just feel like a fire burning in me right now um that makes me so angry yeah. um and like when i would lead teams you know we'd go places where we'd like you know we'd swim and i never put Now, ladies, you need to wear, you need to dress like this. I, I told, I I stressed that it's important to love one another, but I also came down hard on the dudes in, in saying, you know, that I think it's important. Modesty is important. I absolutely think it's important. Uh, but, um, I never wanted to instill in my students that they like, especially the ladies, like you're the reason why these men are going to stumble. And I'm like, guys, that's a, that's a you problem. You know, I say that a lot on the show, like that's a you problem. And, yeah. you know, I think it's important to be mindful of the opposite sex, you know, but um, as a result, I put the responsibility on them. And the, I mean, there, were, we never had an issue um, because we always kept this conversation at the forefront right? Um, and we never had an issue. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that also putting the responsibility on the individual of like, man, like I am, I am, I am responsible of like, what do you do like during the summer? Like women wear less, men wear less. You know, it's like, what do you, what what do you do? Like at that point it's on you right? and and it's important how I respond, especially as a married man. It's important how I respond In those situations out in public because you can't control other people, but I can control what happens in here. And, Absolutely, and so I, man, oh, yeah, I just get really passionate about this subject. Um, no, that's good because there's a lot of women out there that have, just because of being raised in the church, have have kind of even, even if it's a, on a subconscious level, begun to be like, I'm responsible, I, I'm the cause of men sinning. Yeah, um, and that's just not okay. It's a no it's a lie.
3: No, that's that's not okay, and and you know now girls. From my point of view, if if you are going up to the altar and instead of praising God, you decide you're going to break it down in the altar just because this other guy, this cute guy just walked in and you want his attention. Okay, you're asking for him to fall. You are asking for that. Now, that's on you. That's a you problem.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: And that's when you cause men to stumble. Mm -hmm. But don't like Jeff said, don't don't let anybody beat you down and and condemn you. And guys, you don't do the same thing. Like, you know, not all men are pigs. (laughs) They're just really not. Uh, We all have imaginations and we all have a mind. But if you keep your heart pure. If you keep your heart pure before God, if you decide, if your mind starts going in a different direction, go back to the scripture where it says, think on these things, think on things that are pure, things that are holy. If you keep yourself running after God and your heart pure, you will stay pure. You'll stay pure in your thoughts. You'll stay pure in spiritual, physical, whatever it may be. And you won't be caught on that side of the street when that side of the street's called. You won't be over there. You, you'll have you know, taken your place in God. So I I totally agree with what Jeff is saying. Mm-hmm. And and I don't want anybody to misunderstand me with this entire situation. I'm not talking about condoning sin.
1: Right, that, no way, that's
3: not, that no is not, way. <laughs> no, that is not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I am not talking about, we've got to just, well, we see that pride parade marching down the street. We just can't we can't judge them. You know, we just got to let them do what they're going to do. Listen, let me tell you something. You can pray for these people. Most of those people are in absolute rebellion and they know what they're doing. And they're in
1: torment. A lot of them are in torment too. Yes. They're in torment
3: day and night. But instead of seeing that, yes, it oh, it scratches at my spirit because it's just, it's 100% perversion. It's 100% just rebellion. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. It's pride. It's absolute pride. And so, yes, it scratches at me. Mm -hmm. But do I sit and go, I hate you. I Mm -hmm. can't stand you. Look at you. You're ugly. All this kinds of stuff. No, I pray for the anger of God he told me, he said, anytime you get angry, pray for the anger of God, which it translates to the driving passion to deliver somebody. That when the scripture talks about the anger of God, that's what it is. It's a driving passion to deliver them. And you need to pray and weep for them because you say, if you died tonight, you would not be with me in eternity one day. And that let this come up on you to pray for that person. Pray for their deliverance. Pray for the anger of God, a driving passion to deliver somebody. That's not condoning sin. That is loving that person enough to pray for their soul that they don't go to hell. And that because hell, you do not wish hell on your worst enemy. Because contrary to popular belief nowadays, there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Mm -hmm. And when you leave this world, whether by the grave or in the rapture, you're going to one place or the other. Mm -hmm. And that's where you will spend the rest Mm -hmm. of your days. And you need to view these people like that. Stop judging them. Number one, you don't know what made them that way. You don't know how the enemy got in to torment their mind. And let me tell you something. These people do not enjoy their life. They do not enjoy their life. They go home miserable. They're fun. They have fun for a weekend. They're all fun and games one weekend. They're all fun and games for one parade. But when they go home and they're alone with their thoughts, here comes those devils and they torment them and they've got them in chains and they're bound up in these things. And somewhere, whether it was abuse, whether it was words that were spoken over them, whether it was some, there was some situation that let that devil in to turn their thinking and there was some christian that was not obedient to god to go minister to that person to set them free let me tell you something my friend Mm -hmm. my dear friend nancy alcorn of mercy multiplied she says she has a statement and she says who is waiting on the other side of your obedience Mm -hmm. who is waiting on the other side and somebody somewhere, you cannot tell me that the Lord did not tell somebody to go minister to that person. And they just didn't do it. They just didn't obey. Whether it was, hey, be kind to this person today. Be kind to this person. You don't know what they're dealing with. And I'm not saying that that person didn't have a choice that the person who fell into that lifestyle didn't have a choice. But I know good and well you can't convince me that God, in that time where they were on the brink of crossing over into that lifestyle because the enemy had lied to them, that there was not a believer somewhere that was told, go go speak to them, go Mm -hmm. minister to them, go tell them how Mm -hmm. much I love them, go do this, and they didn't do it, and they were waiting on the other side of your obedience. And one day that's going to be, Jeff, the greatest weeping of all time. When we get to heaven, I truly believe that that will be one of the greatest weepings before he dries every tear. Is the fact of that person. I could have done that for that person. Mm, I could have done that. They, They were waiting on the other side of my obedience. And now what you need to pray today is that God show me who's waiting on the other side of my obedience, Hmm. even if they don't look like what I think that they should look like, even if they don't act the way I think they should act. You know, this guy's a little bit more feminine than this guy. Okay, Hmm. well, it don't mean he's gay. Right. It doesn't mean he's gay. it just means he just has a little bit more feminine attributes Mm -hmm. get a little more
1: swish to him yeah (laughs) he
3: may just you know he he may just have a a tad bit more estrogen in his body Mm -hmm. i don't know you don't you don't know these things Mm -hmm. okay well this girl's a tomboy she's a little bit too manly for me okay what don't mean she's gay Mm -hmm. it just means she don't like to dress that way Mm -hmm. she don't like to fix her hair that way but it don't mean she don't love god right so my, my brother and sister, this is not a condoning sin message. This is a, a driving passion to deliver the body of Christ, to mm-hmm. deliver believers yeah. so that we can go out and deliver the world like Jesus told us to do. I can't stress this enough. We have got to forsake, abandon, give up, Renounce the habit of judging and criticizing others. And that means even in the body itself, stop it. Just yeah. stop.
1: Come on. Stop it. Well, it's not, we don't come together. We're not coming together to church because of our behavior. Like, right. l- like that's not, I mean, there are some churches, but I would say, oh, maybe rethink uh, the reason why you're going to church. Uh, but it's not because, oh, we all behave a certain way it's Jesus. That's what makes us the body of Christ. Right. And I mean, you know, we talk about the body of Christ and the analogy of a body a lot, but, um, for good reason. And God used that illustration for us for a reason. And it's like the function of a hand is not the same function as a foot or, or a mouth, the the, fire, not a mouth because Jesus is the head, but you know, our different body parts have different functions, right? An organ yeah. is not going to function the same way as a finger does, you know, right. and, and I think that, um, I think that the same, it, but they're all a part of the same body, right? Um, like all of my body parts are part of the part of Jeff, you know? And, um, I think that it's not our behavior that is bringing us together. The car commonality is Christ right. and what he's done in our lives. And, you know, that's why you can have in the same church. Someone who, before they were born again, was a drug addict or a prostitute or right. uh, you know, like a, a a thief or whatever you know, um, or nothing at all. They were just depressed, you know, like none of those things, you know. Um, yeah. But we all come from such different th- different things and and uh, different areas, and and that's what I I've loved about doing this show is I've become friends with a lot of the guests that's that right. I have on here, and so different. From one another yeah um you know you had krista at your youth conference her her life experience is very different from yours very Very. different you know and same from from me you know um and um and so i but but the commonality we have is christ and he's the person that transformed us into new creations yeah that's Um, right it's not uh, you know because we all cross every t and dot every i the same way or just so that we're suddenly like ah there we are no it's christ you know and um you know backstage we were talking about um you know god's been walking me through i've been hanging out around specifically john chapter 15 through kind of john 17 i keep every single time i try to read beyond those i keep going back and it's all about i am the vine you are the branches unity him praying to the father and asking that that his disciples, us, would be one just as he he and the Father are one. And specifically, John chapter 17, verse 11, jumped out to me. He says, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. And Romans chapter 8, verse 34, says that Christ intercedes for us at the right hand of God. Mm -hmm. So this unity is Jesus's prayer actively over us. Even now is prayer. And when we move in unity, guys, that's a fulfillment of Jesus's prayer himself that he's actively praying over us now. And I was just like, had that, you know, I've known it, I've known it in my head, but all of a sudden it just became even more alive that, that, that revelation of that. I was just like, Whoa, like when we move in unity, No matter how difficult it is to move in that, no matter how hard, how easy it is, that is a fulfillment of his prayer over us as the church is stepping into that. And man, the refinement that comes when you walk in unity, even when it's difficult for you, even when you're like, I'm really struggling to love my brother right now, but unity is the goal, not, you know, obviously we have to address things as they come up in the body of Christ. Um, you know, if there's a pain in your arm, you got to deal with it, right? If you cut your arm, you got to deal with it. You know, we don't want to be bleeding out on the ground, you know? Um, but so I think it's Ooh. important to treat wounds as they present themselves. But yeah, at the same time, unity is the goal. And that fulfillment of Jesus's prayer to us actively right now, seated at the right hand of the father, which is like, man, like that's,
3: yeah, that's a, Amen.
1: that's a big deal. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and uh
3: this the lord gave me this analogy just uh, just a little while ago and um and this is one of the last things i want to say but this is this goes right along with what you're saying um you know one of my favorite movies when i was a kid was the mighty ducks i loved nice. the mighty ducks i mean that like there obviously there's no hockey in alabama like we have a hockey team now but like that wasn't a sport you grew up playing because there ain't much ice here. So, you know, uh, Mighty Ducks takes place in Minnesota. And and so I, I just loved it. I loved it as a kid. I wanted to be a hockey player. I thought Coach Bombay was the greatest coach of all time and that he could come back from like a 14-point deficit in two minutes. Like it was just – it was it was amazing. So the in the second one – and now this is what I want to get to. In the second D2. one – yeah. O oh, D2. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is where they go to the junior Goodwill games and they have, they bring people in, they bring in new players. So they get a sponsor and they are going to be team USA to represent the USA. And they bring in all of these kids you got one of them who's a cowboy from Texas. You've got some that are original ducks from Minnesota. you got ones from Chicago. You've got people from California. You had one guy from Maine. I mean, it was just, it was, or one girl from Maine. You had one from, um, I don't know. It was just, it was everywhere. And so one time they were practicing and Coach Bombay, like they all bickered back and forth. They just all bickered because they were all different. And so Coach Bombay put them in a rope, he tied them together. And he was like, move together, oh, move yeah. together. Uh-huh. He was like, yeah. if we move as one, we move as one. And they all would move like this side decided to go this way. But this side decided to go this way. And the next thing you know, the whole thing just implodes. Mm-hmm. Well, they never could get it right. They just couldn't. They They couldn't all move together. Now, they were a great team but they just it was just like they never could all get along well at the very end and this is the point i want to make at the very end you know the coach let it go to his head like he was getting he was mr big stuff and he was like super famous and he got in pride well all the the hockey players they didn't they didn't feel like that jersey represented them well enough and one of the older guys came and he said he said they were in the locker room and i remember i mean it's one of my favorite phrases they're like ducks fly together and they're they're all pointing about where each each and every one of them's from and they'll stand up and they'll say where they're from is like you know charlie conway minneapolis minnesota and you know it just go on and on and on and then he goes he comes in and he says and we're all together here and he said you know ducks fly together we're together and so the old guy comes in and he says now new ducks and old ducks must unite under a new banner and he pulls out a new jersey And they all come out and it's like, it just gives me chills every time. Mm -hmm. So they come out (laughs) and they're in their brand new jersey. And, you know, it was actually the jersey that the Anaheim Mighty Ducks adopted for a long, long time. It was the duck with the goalie mask. Mm. But they come out with that jersey on. And they were united, they were together, but they had to come together under one banner. And if it took throwing the old jersey and kicking it to the curb and putting on a new one to unite together to win that championship and do what it took to make it happen, even when it looked like there was no way, because Iceland had kicked their butt and there was no way they were bigger, they were stronger than them, but they came together united and they got the job done my brothers and sisters old ducks and new ducks it's time that we unite together under one banner and that banner is that jesus christ is the only way he is the way the truth and the life and that nobody is going to the father through it unless it's through him that his blood is the only way it is his goodness that draws men under repentance we are not going to fight against each other anymore we're going to forsake this habit of judging and criticizing others and we are going to move forward because we're in a time where it looks like they are bigger and they are stronger than us but we have got to come together and if it means forsaking and throwing off the old jersey and putting on a new one together to get this thing done then bless god almighty throw the jersey in the trash and put on the new one and let's go and let's win this thing and make it happen hallelujah
1: ducks fly together people
3: Fly together
1: (laughs) all right well krista um why don't you just go ahead and pray for people this is like really really good um very necessary very necessary tough talk
3: Praise God. Well, Very Lord,
1: great.
3: I thank you today, Lord. I thank you, number one, for this opportunity, Lord, to to say something, Lord, that, that could help even just one person. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thank you for this time together, Lord, those on the other side of this camera. Yep. Lord, I thank you that today that this message did not fall on deaf ears, right. that this message will not be kicked to the curb. This message will not be pushed to the side, not for my sake, not for Jeff's sake, but for the entire body's sake. Lord, I pray right now that you open up the eyes and the ears and the hearts of people listening. Lord, that they begin to realize I, I have been, this is my barrier. This is the where I've been held back. Lord, I've done this and I've done that and I've done this, I've done that, but I, I can't seem to move forward. And this today was my barrier. So, Lord, I pray that today you give them the boldness and the strength to kick that barrier down so that they can move forward. Now, Lord, I pray right now that you impart the, your compassion Lord, on the inside, the same compassion that raised that woman up and told her just go and sin no more lord that you impart that into all of us into me into jeff into all the elijah fire team into everyone today lord so that we can see danger coming lord so that we can see danger in others lives so that we can help deliver the words that you want to deliver them lord i i thank you i pray for the anger of god to, fo- to feel every single one of us, Lord, which is your driving passion to deliver a lost world. Lord, that you give us the words to say. Lord, when we're faced with a situation where we don't know what to say, you said that the Holy Spirit would give us the words to mm-hmm. say in that very hour. So, Lord, I thank you that when the words come out of our mouth, that they are words of life and not yes. death they are words of encouragement and not condemnation. Lord, that they are words to lift people up and bring them life instead of tear them down. Lord, we want to bring as many people with us as possible. And Lord, I thank you so much that you are uniting us as one body, as one team, so that we can cross this finish line. We can live long and finish strong for you and lord i give you glory mm. and honor and praise in jesus mighty name yeah. amen so be it Praise mm.
1: God. amen amen Hallelujah. all right krista how can people follow you how can they watch the 11th hour all that juicy detail kind of stuff let people know
3: this is the tea right here the tea yeah. you've been waiting for the 11th <laughs> hour you can find on the robin d bullock youtube channel and be sure to put the period after the d that's the official channel please for the love people follow the official there's channel. imposters
1: out there Yeah,
3: there's there's many imposters many imposters so be sure you're following the right channel and um you can find me there every tuesday at uh, 10 45 10.45, 11. forty-five, eleven—that's church. Okay, let's back this up. Rewind. <laughs> Eleven a.m. Central Time, Church International. Ten forty-five a.m. Central Time. You can see that I make announcements on both
1: channels, yeah.
3: and yeah. so you can find that you can find that on YouTube. You can also go to churchint.org, find out all that information there, or robindbullock.com. And if you want to follow me and be my friend. On Instagram, you can find me at Krista J. Bullock, which please, there are imposters out there. Please let me say this. I will never ask you for money. I will yeah. I will never ask you for a penny, for a dime. And if you get a message like that from me, my dad, or anybody else in the ministry, it ain't us. Right. We're, we will to be your friend. We just want to love you. Yeah, and that's how we yeah. want. People
1: have done that for, with Elijah Fire too. It doesn't happen yeah. as much as Elijah streams, but people are like, We tell people we're not going to write you privately and ask you for money for an orphanage or whatever. And then people yeah. still are like, I thought it was you. I don't know. I'm like, Guys, we yeah. don't write you. Like, whenever we ask for money, we say it on air. Yeah. And that's what we do. We're like, right. Hey, Elijahstreams.com slash donate. You know? Yeah. Um, but, but
3: that's all my info right there. Yeah, that's it. There you
1: go. And also to make it easy for you guys, just click the link in the description. You write to her Instagram. How about that?
2: That's easy. Right. That's good. We made
1: it easy. So Krista, that's thank awesome. you so much. This was so thank good. It's always did. so fun having you on the show. Yeah. Yeah. The we should just guys. do this. We should just do this every every time you come on. Just go before we just go, hey, what's what's in your heart to yeah, share? And I like just it. go for it. Cause it's fun. I like it.
3: It's, it's fresh.
1: It's fresh in the moment.
3: That's right. I
1: would say 85% of what we said. We it was just it was straight up the Holy Spirit. So it was, absolutely. Yeah. That's how we do. That's, that's how we do. All right. Well, we Krista, happy Fourth of July. All that good stuff. Happy fourth. Oh yeah. Shalom, everybody. Shalom. Everybody. Um, t- I for a second thought it was Friday. It's not Friday yet. Tomorrow's Friday. We've got Justice and Chris Keel. Justice. Formerly Justice Enlo, Johnny Enlo's daughter, and his son in- son-in-law, they're on the show tomorrow together. We're going to be talking oh. about Israel. How about that? We're going to be talking about Israel. It's going to be super good, super great. So um, that's tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Also, remember, Streams.com slash donate. No longer ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate to this ministry all proceeds go towards keeping this free at five days a week. And then we also uh, are, you get in on the water well stuff. We're doing a lot of amazing stuff because of you guys' generosity. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Chris and Justice Keel. Okay. Bye.
0: This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.